All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today, and I know you guys have been excited to hear what his thoughts are on what's been going on lately in the world of politics and guns, podcast Brian. Brian, thank you so much for being here, buddy. Well, thanks for having me, Mark. All right, now, you know what? I got to know what's on your mind. I mean, we've got a number of things going on lately, and I'll, I'll fill in our, our listeners if you haven't been listening. Uh, carefully and watching the news. Uh, they shut down debate. Certainly, there's no more of that meaningful discussion that the liberals are so fond of talking about uh, as it relates to uh, what's uh, what's going to be said, uh, at least in the future, by Jody Wilson-Rebolt. The uh, subject of having her return to uh, the discussions and to give more testimony, because uh, she's unable to give a full testimony, they only waived part uh, of their right to... Uh, lawyer-client privilege, the the Liberal government has decided to block, uh, once again, using their majority power uh, to block any further discourse, uh, at least not going to be anything coming from Jody uh, in the future, based on what we're saying. And, uh, of course, the opposition is screaming cover-up. A lot of people are seeing it now. I've never seen so many people uh, so interested in politics, and uh, it would appear as though the Liberal government is getting a lot of publicity that they don't want. Hey, what what are you what are you thinking? What do you think? Come on, Brian, because you know what? I know you've got something in you that you want to let out. Well, Mark, you know, like since day one, we've talked about this, and I've always considered the liberals to be a incredibly uh, corrupt group of people. Um, they've had some good times, and their party's done some good things, but for a long time, they've been operating like gangsters, and. Um, I think they're acting like gangsters. You know, and I, I, I heard you, not to interrupt you, but I, I've, it's really resonated with me. I never heard you use the term mafia-style tactics uh, when discussing politics before uh, one of our last discussions, and yet it has never been more fitting. And I, I really do believe that now more than ever, that's exactly what's going on. Oh, sure. No, they're, they're incredibly corrupt. They have been for a long time. And I mean, uh, they've had uh, prime ministers that I've liked. I, I, you know, I liked Paul Martin. Uh, I didn't mind Chrétien. He wasn't my favorite, but I didn't mind him. Um, you know, uh, Trudeau is a figurehead. He's he's no kind of a leader whatsoever. Uh, in my opinion, this government has been run by Katie Telford and Gerald Butts, and Gerald Butts uh, is gone. I, I mean, I can't imagine he's uninvolved. He's just behind the scenes now. But it was good to see him fall from grace so, uh, so tremendously. But, um, you know... What what next? I mean, what what now? I yeah. mean, they're, they're cropped. Everyone can see they're cropped. Their their cheering section is still cheering them, and and now people are coming out of the woodwork to attack Jody Race uh, um, Wilson Raybald, yeah. and um, you know they got cops in there, and they got uh, you know these people just saying the dumbest stuff, and you know. I actually had a friend of mine who's a liberal say to me, well, tell me the conservatives would have acted differently. And I gave him a blast because, uh, yeah, they would have acted differently. Uh, yeah. They would have acted a lot differently. And it's evidenced by the fact that they were caught by a law that Stephen Harper created yeah. because he knew they were a dirty, scheming, filthy bunch of criminals. And yet people in this country still keep voting the man and I don't know. I, 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 you know, I don't get it. I, I, I really, I really don't know how anybody can continue to support them. Like I, I, like, uh, I'm, yeah. I like I'm listening, I'm listening. There are always going to be those people that just blindly follow and, and, I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm seeing them, but I mean, it's, I'm, if I'm finding that they're fewer and far between and they're getting lambasted in the comments sections of, of any editorial. Like it just, it just seems like every time I turn around, something new is dropped into the lap. Well, of, and, the, and they're, and they're the party of dirty tricks and 
like, let's realize the last election, you know, on the face of it, it was a massive liberal victory, but it, but it actually wasn't. It mm-hmm. was. Um, it was certainly an NDP defeat. Uh, the NDP got murdered. The Conservatives didn't do particularly worse. They didn't lose a lot of votes. They lost, you know, half a million votes across the whole country, um, if that. But the the NDP were destroyed. I mean, they were they were completely washed out. But the many of the seats that changed hands changed hands by only about five percent of the vote. And that was calculated. Mathematicians and, and stati- statisticians and, um, you know, uh, people using tactical uh, means were able to ensure that ridings changed hands by small numbers through through dirty deeds. I mean, they were, you know, foreign money was involved, advertising was involved, certainly a lot of social media was involved. And and yeah, payouts. Payouts were involved. People were paid to go vote. And and people voted who were not entitled to vote. And all kinds of stuff was done. And if the conservatives had behaved this way, I mean, we'd probably be in the middle of our of our civil war right now. Yeah. But but you know, the the liberals do it and and, it, and it's all fine. And it's you know, we're seeing the same thing in the States. You know, the Democrats can act as horribly as they want want and it it's all fine but if a republican so much as as uh, looks sideways at someone i mean it's all over the news and it's the worst thing ever and it's racist and it's misogynist and it's homophobic and it's islamophobic and it's everything and you know the these the 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 sounding board of the of the left and of the um, activists is just so much louder than everyone else's because frankly for the 80 percent of the rest of us you know we're too busy working and trying to live our lives and not be entirely uh, wrapped around the gears about politics. But, um, you know, these people have made it where we we have to get involved and we have to be, uh, you know, uh, I mean, for me, politics, if they'd leave my guns alone and they would stop wasting my money, I probably really wouldn't care who's yeah. who's in, in office. I mean, yeah. you know, gay marriage, you know, I, I don't care. Like, you don't get married. I, I don't care. You know, I, I'm happy that they legalize it. Same with marijuana. Same with all these things. It doesn't matter to me, those those little issues. You know, the, remember, those are very important issues to some people. Sure. But to me... My vote is influenced by my gun ownership and don't waste my money. And right now the liberals want to take my guns and they're pissing away my money. So I'm very angry about that. And everyone out there who's listening, I mean, you've got your own particular things. I'm sure there are, are gay couples out there who, you know, for gay marriage... It is the most important issue, and and that's great. You can thank Stephen Harper because he's the one that that had that legalized. So yeah. just you know, but yeah. um, you know, uh, marijuana. You know, it was about bloody time that marijuana got uh, legalized, but. You know, like most government things, they've managed to screw it up and it's horrible and everyone's unhappy <laughs> with it. And most of the marijuana guys I know are absolutely raging angry right yep. now because it's just, you know, we, we all we did was unionize the dealers right. and, and, and make it a lot more expensive and inefficient. So, you know, there there's government for you. It's true. Expensive and inefficient. It's true. Well, cigarettes cigarettes have hit $18 a pack. I'm kind of glad that I quit now. Uh, you know, but if, if I hadn't, I probably would start drawing, growing a tobacco plant in my backyard and doing it myself. I, I, although I imagine that the government would probably come get me for some oh, yeah, reason absolutely. or another if I started doing that, seeing me cut into their profits. But I mean, hypocrisy. You know, Just to get back to one of your points there very quickly, hypocrisy seems to be the word of the day with this government. And I mean, here we've got the poster child, or at least the alleged poster child for you know feminism. Like he's, a complete, he's a complete idiot by comparison to you know some of the things I've seen going on out there. Like It really begs the question, like, what the hell was he thinking? 
like, I mean, the idea that he would displace Jody Wilson-Rebold and, and because she's not towing the line. I mean, we finally got a liberal that actually did her job, and he's moving her because she's not doing what she's supposed to be doing. And, I mean, he's claiming to be a feminist. He's claiming to, you know, want to empower women and to appreciate and respect them. And in, in, in the same breath, obviously, is turfed her for the, the reasons that, uh, you know, of not of not towing the line. I mean, it's, it's, it's despicable, but I mean, I just see so much hypocrisy coming from the left these days. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the liberals are the party of lies, corruption, waste, um, inefficiency. And uh, again, I, I, in this country, people have voted for them for generations because that's how their families have voted. And, you know, it's just getting too expensive now. This lovely thing that we have here, this lovely country and our health care and our education and our high standard of living is in threat. Yeah. Because bankrupt regimes don't get to have those things. And you only have to look at Venezuela, which was one of the wealthiest just, countries, just wealthiest countries in the Americas uh, back in the 60s, as recently as the 60s and 70s, um, which is now in darkness because they have no power. They're, uh, you know, they disarmed the populace. Yep. And then they put the army in the streets. And when the people rose up because they're now starving, um, the police and the military gunned them down. And what are they going to do about it? So, you know, um, you and I I have never really had this conversation before, but, you know, like a lot of people, a lot of people take the approach that the government is attempting to disarm us and and, and, and you're very vocal about it. And I can tell you right now that, you know, that hasn't been one of my talking points. Uh, Certainly it isn't uh, a part of this that I've discussed too often, but you only need to look to Venezuela to see how things can go wrong. Uh, Why are they working so hard to take away guns in in? light of the fact that there doesn't seem to be any kind of real evidence to substantiate the good reason for it. Well, did you listen to Warnick? I mean, his his implication was that those of us who are armed, if we're unhappy enough with the government, may be willing to rise up and do something about it. And, you know, first of all, the idea that Canada couldn't become Venezuela is ridiculous. We're a tiny country with finite resources. Yes, we're right next door to the Americans, but the Americans right now are not very happy with us because of our nonsense. And believe me, it's our nonsense. It's not theirs. We screwed up over over NAFTA, not them. Mm. We ran our mouths when we had a deal. And we ran our mouths like a bunch of pissy little, you know, uh, passive-aggressive cowards. As soon as the president was gone from the negotiations, talking tough on on the media, and we we angered the Americans, and it it has cost us a lot. Well, now when you say we, you're really talking about Justin Trudeau and his, and his negotiating but team. But he is our elected representative, yeah, so well, he's speaking on behalf. But he's speaking on behalf of Canadians, <laughs> and this is the problem. Stephen Harper understood that he represented everyone in Canada, yes. and he worked very hard to try and do that, even though he knew the lefties didn't like him and all this. He still was a prime minister for everyone and he was prime ministerial he Mm. spoke very dignified he spoke well he was eloquent and he had cogent logical uh you know intelligent points to make when he spoke in public the guy was never caught out saying anything stupid ever no no but trudeau on a daily basis (laughs) talks like his mouth is full of 
dicks, <laughs> and and I I, I I I just cannot abide listening to him to speak for for two seconds. And you know, and that's not about politics. Yeah. I mean, I personally can't stand listening to Donald Trump speak either. I I, I don't I don't mind some of the things he's doing running his country, but yeah. I can't stand listening to him speak. He's a very poor speaker. So you know, I'm I'm not being partisan about that. Uh, Justin Trudeau is a horrible speaker. There are way better speakers. Uh, Paul Martin was a, was an excellent speaker. Yeah. Um, so you know, we are in a situation as a country that is very uh, susceptible to um, large economic uh, uh, incidences and. We very easily could become into a position where our credit's no good anymore. And if our credit's no good, we are not going to be able to manage um, a universal health care system, certainly not a universal pharmacare system, certainly not a universal child care, certainly not the level of free education that we have in this country, um, the infrastructure like all the programming that goes on for, for people at risk and for the poor and for the addicts and all these things, they're going to be a threat and they're going to, it's going to happen very fast. It's going to be very sudden. It's going to be all of a sudden we can't borrow any more money to run anything. We're going to have to raise taxes. Taxes are already incredibly high. The more they raise taxes, the more they pinch off the economy, mm -hmm. the more they harm big business. Big business isn't going to be paying its taxes. So we're not going to be taking in the tax income we need to run this country. And, you know, give it a couple of years. We'll be eating our pets like they're doing down in Venezuela. And, and disarmed, you ain't yeah. going to do anything about it. Yeah. You're not going to do anything about it. And, you know, like... Well, the, the, yeah. Uh, well, no, you know, I, like I, like I, I think, I think at this point, you know, watching what's going on in Venezuela, knowing that they don't have their guns, I, like I, I, I gotta say it, like somebody's gonna get a hold of some guns down there, and I mean, to have the military turn on you to prevent you from receiving aid is, is, is absolutely well, right. And they closed the borders. Yeah, they closed off the borders, and they're keeping people away from the borders to from getting out. Like yeah. They basically turned the country they, into they a got, jail. They're on lockdown. They're, they're, they're on, on lockdown. lockdown. And, and you know what? And the idea that that could happen here, I mean, as the result of poor decision-making by our government, which, by the way, I, I haven't seen them make a good decision since they took office, to be perfectly honest. And, and lately, it just seems like one thing after the other is busting out into the public eye, demonstrating how clearly... Uh, you know, a poor job they've, they've done, you know, trying, trying to keep this ship afloat. I think we're sinking fast. Big business is leaving. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. And I mean, watching, watching the caravan uh, from Alberta drive on through and get zero attention, not be addressed by the prime minister. I mean, like he, he runs from everything. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, yet seeing, seeing him jump on a plane in the middle of the scandal, go down to Florida, come back for some private meetings and then fly back again, back to my hypocrisy. I mean, like, Hey, let's not, let's not forget that he's leaving a bit of a carbon footprint when he jumps in that jet but I mean what about the confidence of the people like I mean forget that you're a dishonest bastard because that's exactly what's happened here he's refusing to t accept responsibility for what he's done we thought he was going to offer an apology but that didn't happen instead he just threw it back on Jody Wilson-Rebold and said that she didn't approach me when she should have which by the way she claimed that she did but she's unable to really talk about it anymore now that Gerald Butts has given testimony uh, in areas that she's not able to respond to and so when we get back to the uh, negotiation 
negotiating table to try and get her back in there to uh, say her, you know, complete truth, they've shut it down now. Like, I mean, so this government not only has dropped the ball in every way imaginable, they're trying to take things away from good Canadians and they're wrecking the country's economy and they're and they're shutting down any and all debate and they want to change the, 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 the channel as quickly as they can. And the Canadian public's not allowing it, which I love. Uh, I, I don't think we've ever seen somebody fall from grace so fast. I just want to see it happen completely. Well, I think what's very important, too, is that this story has been picked up in foreign countries. And yes. in a lot of foreign countries, this idea that you don't attack the liberals is not there. So even people who were supportive and enthusiastic about Justin Trudeau being elected are are harshly condemning him for his failures as a leader, his party's failures, the corruption, the the unbelievable steps that they've taken to shut down dissent uh, and control media and purchase media and and you know this this is a horrible horrible government and you know when October comes around or if he calls one sooner that's going to be the time for you to show your displeasure and to throw this son of a bitch out. Now, that being said, you know, our vote is split on the right, and that is a real danger. And um, there are a lot of Bernier supporters out there. I am I was a Bernier supporter. I like his libertarian leanings. But but Max Bernier is not going to be the next prime minister. No. He is he's polling at less than 1 1.5% of the vote. So the problem is is that in some ridings that might add up to 5 or 6% and that is enough to tip a vote in favor of the liberals. We need those votes to get Justin Trudeau out. Once Andrew Scheer is prime minister, we could hold his feet to the fire. Because conservatives have never been afraid to hold conservatives to account. Liberals have always been afraid to hold liberals to account. That's the difference between the two mentalities. And, you know, when Stephen Harper was in, there were a lot of Stephen Harper supporters who got in touch and said, hey, Mr. Harper, I don't like this. I want you to change this. I want this done. And Stephen Harper was also unafraid to hold the line on his position. Like we, We've talked about... You know, Stephen Harper, it was recommended that Stephen Harper get rid of the prohibited class of firearms. And he said, I'm not going to do that. There is no circumstance under which I will get rid of the prohibited class of firearms. And, you know, from a poly, you have to step out of your shoes and you have to step in the shoes of a politician. He's got to he's got to govern on behalf of everyone. If he turns around and he makes AK-47s legal and next week someone walks into a school with an AK-47 and kills a bunch of people, that's on him. Mm. It's on him. And it doesn't matter if it's not on him. It's going to be on him as far as the media is concerned. And that will result in his government never again being reelected. So that's why that wasn't done. And I don't like it, but I am mature enough to recognize why it happened. I still think there are ways we can work our way around this. But again, we have been very unsuccessful at promoting our own answers to the question of gun laws. We don't propose gun laws. We react to what other people propose. We need to come forward with stuff we can live with that gives us the maximum amount of, of options and opportunity to use and enjoy our our property while ensuring that the things that keep our gun law or our gun crime so low here maintain are maintained. So 
you, you know, you, you you and I are in complete agreement on this. I really do think that a mechanism could be installed and put in place that would allow people to enjoy just about everything that they want. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, are even th- full autos and large capacity magazines and all that. There's no reason why that can't happen. We don't have to get rid of the prohibited class. Those mm-hmm. gu- those firearms can still be prohibited. That doesn't mean they can't be used and enjoyed. Yes. And sold within those groupings in the country, like. Why not have a scenario where with further background checks and, and, and you know, uh, uh, storage laws and insurance and all this kind of stuff, why a person who doesn't have a prohibited license could not acquire one mm-hmm. and come into possession of a prohibited class firearm so that at least these firearms that are in the country would still have value and would still be used and would still be seen. Again, none of these firearms have ever been used in crimes. No. I mean. Air, an AR-15, I don't believe, has ever been used in a crime in Canada. There, there was there was one once. Was there one? There, there was once? one once. Yeah. yeah, it was back. It was back in the uh, the mid '80s. I remember. And, fa- and point in fact, it was Hamilton, and uh, one was used in a crime, and somebody did die. Okay. And yeah, so yeah. You know, and, and again, but again like, in the grand scheme of things, and not not that every single life isn't important, we're talking about one, yeah, one yeah. gun yeah. out of two, you know, it's, twenty it's, million it's guns in circulation. It's akin to arguing that because people. Um, misuse uh, painkillers, yes. fentanyl and yes. heroin and all the, and they're painkillers, they're narcotics, that no narcotics should be allowed for use under any circumstances. Brilliant, I arrived which at means, the same conclusion you know, myself. Like, oh yeah, you're not allowed to have painkillers yep. because someone else will abuse them. Yes. And you know, like, let's let's talk about about the misuse of, of prescription drugs. So those drugs are prescribed by a doctor and you're allowed to be in possession of them because you have a piece of paper, but the misuse of that far exceeds the, the, the misuse of privately owned personal firearms. As, as a former police officer, I can tell you that I saw quite a bit of, uh, of that in terms of people uh, filling their prescriptions uh, nonstop, you know, doctors that were a little asleep at the wheel and, uh, you know, perhaps prescribing too much, okay, you know, well. not, not taking notice of the fact that they had they'd gone back several times. For the number of people that called in to say that their, you know, only their script had been stolen and, yeah, and that, yeah. you know, like to do that, you know, at the end of the month, uh, you know, on the, uh, on the edge of a bender. Well, and again, you people know, are selling them because, absolutely. you know, because they're poor and because they're, you know, around these things. It's it's very sad. But, you know, um, again, we've talked about this, Mark. This, this movement against firearms in Canada right now has nothing to do with firearms. It has no. nothing to do with safety. It has to do about votes. This is liberals trying to steal votes off of the hardcore left wing of the NDP because they've stolen 50, 60% of the NDP votes so far, they figure they can s- steal a few more on the hardcore left. You know so. you know what I wish people would wake up and realize, uh, or at least more specifically, what group? Right? I really wish that the victims of these crimes and the families of the victims of these crimes that came forward and were pushing really hard for something to be done, you know, for there to be some changes to the Firearms Act and to, you know, uh, ban assault-style rifles and handguns. For those people that came forward, I really wish that they, I really wish that they would realize how badly they're being used. Well, well, some of them do. Right. Some of them do. That gentleman from uh, uh, not Sandy Hook with the Florida shooting. Yeah. Um, uh, he came out and said, "My son would not want his name to be used uh, in an attempt to violate American Second Amendment rights." And you know, if someone at the school had been armed, maybe this kid would have been stopped. And the, you know, what's even worse is there were police officers on duty who failed in their duty. Yeah. They failed to protect the students. So, you know, there's your 
oh, well, only law enforcement should have guns. Well, law enforcement did nothing. Yeah. They knew and did nothing. And the sheriff who responded gave the order to their officers not to intervene and not to respond. There's your law enforcement. So no, no, nothing is ever going to protect you other than you. You know, or, you know or, ordinarily I'll make every excuse in the book for law enforcement when I'll, I'll, I'll try and give them the benefit of the doubt is probably a better way of describing it. You know, under what circumstances would it be? be okay to, to give the order to not enter. And that, uh, I just, I'm surprised I don't get, the police officers didn't uh, disobey the order. Yeah. I would have been one of those guys. Yeah. I, sure, I certainly yeah. would have ended up on the hot seat. And, I, then, and then afterwards, there would have been consequences. Oh, that absolutely. probably would have gotten me fired. I, you know, you know, I had that, season tickets for my yeah, staff yeah, sergeant's yeah, office. Yeah, I was never afraid yeah, to get yeah, into a little yeah, bit of no, trouble. Absolutely. That, well, that's part of you doing your job. I would always tell people, if you didn't get people complaining about you, right, you probably weren't doing your job. Well, the reality is, is that the police work for us. They're our employees. Mm. They work for us and they answer to us. And and the best cops understand that and are great public servants. And that's the vast majority of them. And that includes their bosses. Yeah. But, you know, up near the top, everyone gets too close to the to that that golden handshake, I guess. And everyone starts getting all wonky and really they, they don't want anything happening. They, and they want their... They want to. They want to receive their 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 just desserts. Yeah. And um, you know. And and in that particular circumstance in Florida, you know, that person's golden sort of handshake was coming from the Democratic Party yeah. and and people who lean that way. So that's who they're they're leaning towards, right? I have I have noticed that some of the police uh, and law enforcement in the United States are coming up, like, for the people that don't know what's going on in the U.S., and it is always important to uh, recognize that a lot of our policies up here are reflective of what goes on down there. There's a push down in the United States right now. The uh, The Democrats are trying to push through some laws. They got those red flag laws. They're, they're confiscating guns. A number of law enforcement agencies and officers, and, and I've seen this one sheriff in particular come forward and say, we will not enforce these unconstitutional laws. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for it. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't want to be a law enforcement officer in the United States trying to enforce, you know, a confiscation uh, <laughs> in a country where you do have the right to bear arms and it's, it's enshrined. Well, not only that, you not only have the right to bear arms, but you have the right to defend yourself and you have the right to defend your property. Yeah. You have, they have castle doctrine and they have stand your ground laws. Yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of, they, they have a lot of individual rights power down there, depending on where you are yes uh, there are lots of states that don't have that uh california certainly does not mm. um but uh you know i i don't i don't like the idea of you know uh talking about taking on law enforcement i don't think that that's uh we need law enforcement on our side but you know people have to be very aware that law enforcement works for us and and not only law enforcement but the courts the lawyers the judges they all work for us too as do the politicians, they work for us. And I, I just, I resent this idea that we answer to them and that we are ruled by them. Mm. And, you know, they all have their place and they all have their job and it's an important job. And some of them have, you know, the, uh, like the, the, um, uh, the right of the jur uh, 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 of judges not to be interfered with, but mm. that interference is political, yeah. right? It's not. Well, obviously, it's not that they they <laughs> don't exists. answer to the people. I think a judge who makes a stupid decision should be held absolutely should be held accountable. You and I both know that that does not happen. No, though. it does not happen. Same not with happen. doctors. 
And they protect not, each and, other. And, and very, not, very powerful groups. And, 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 and that's not to say that there aren't a lot of good judges making Great good judges decisions. Uh, you Great know, judges. I, I, some of the most amazing people have I, I have ever met have been judges, but I've also seen some. I've seen my fair share oh, of bad absolutely. decision making absolutely. as well. Yeah. And and but but back to but back to law enforcement because uh, you know what seeing seeing sheriffs stand up and say we will not enforce these laws, we will not yep. you know what uh, be arresting good people, charging good people, and I really would like to reach out right now to all the law enforcement. Uh, uh, followers and, and supporters that we have here at the Canadian Gun Vault, uh, there may come a day, you know, when you may be asked to enforce a law that is unconstitutional, and you'll have to make a decision. And there's a lot of people out there that think that the cops are just going to do what they're told. Uh, certainly, uh, the Nazis after World War II were held to account for the things that they did. But if you're going to go into a, a person's home who's never broken a law in their life and relieve them of their property because of some political advanced, you know, agenda, uh, you know, I would want to be that guy and and I certainly wouldn't be that guy because I would say no I'm not doing that and, and I saw my fair share of free thinkers uh, I saw you know in in the organization that I work for uh, they don't like them you know, you don't, you don't want to be thinking too freely, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, I mean, you know what? You're part of the collective. You do what you're told. And, and, and that's, that's real. However, uh, in, in, in light of maybe what could be considered unconstitutional, I would encourage everybody to sit down, talk about it, discuss it. Obviously, the Toronto Police Association came out swinging, yeah. saying that we don't believe that there's any benefit, added benefit to the public safety, uh, executing any kind of bans. So obviously, people are talking about it. Nobody wants to be put in a position where they might be kicking down somebody door and, and at the wrong end, right, perhaps uh, of the barrel of a gun, because uh, I don't like the idea of anybody, I'm never going to encourage people, uh, you know, to violence, to, I'm not going to incite violence, but uh, I can tell you, though, that that's how accidents happen, when you get an, uh, an organization or a political entity that, that forces its will on people uh, and, and does it in a fashion that, that results in people losing property and having their rights stamped on, I could see how accidents would happen. Well, and, and the problem, Mark, is is right now, you know, the gun owners have always felt that way, especially in this country, but yeah. also in the States as well, yeah. have always felt like we're having our rights trampled on. Now everyone else is getting a taste of it. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else is getting a taste of it. It's yeah. like, well, wait a minute. Like, I pay my taxes and my tax dollars are being pissed away. Shut up. You know, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we're uh, the conservatives are looking after big business. And now you've got, you know, the liberals, you know, uh, who are in bed with SNC-Lavin. And it's, yeah. it's just a completely incestuous relationship, um, you know. And uh, well, we're going to do something about that. Nope, you're not. Yeah. You know, and, and it's or, just, or how about how about all of Canada standing up and saying we want we want to hear what this woman has to say? Yeah. It, yeah. Just just out of no, pure interest. No, you're not going no, to. No, you're no, not going no, to. No, you're, you know, right. And 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 the you know same thing with the uh, the oil pipelines and all these other issues around the country where people are feeling powerless and and you know this government has recognized that the only way it's going to keep controls by tightening its grip and and that and that that. That comes down to things like let's take away their guns, let's increase their taxes, let's uh, reduce their ability to make sure that uh, other parties can get elected, which is the game that the liberals are playing right now. They have moved heaven and earth yes. to make it very difficult for conservatives or uh, NDP to get elected. And, and you know, that's it, very clear that they're behind this. So, you know, they, they've bought off all the media in this country and... Um, you know, uh, people are getting angry, and and, and I, I suggest strongly that you know you you um, exert your will on uh, on uh, in October of 2019, and you throw this clown out of office, and uh, and and then and then we can use the democratic process to uh, 
try and get back to some sense of normalcy on in this track. country. Yeah, let's get some let's get some debt paid down. Let's come back with some some more common sense uh, immigration policies, and let's stop all this activistic talk about every single uh, you know aspect of our daily lives. Yeah, I mean, not it, everything is homophobic, racist, uh, misogynistic. Uh, you know, not everything is that. Life is 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 not that complicated. You know, be yeah. decent to each other. Help a person out, um, and 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 we shouldn't be focused on politics every minute of our lives. We should be interested in living our lives. Yeah, I, I agree completely. However, right with things being what they are right now, uh, I encourage everybody to you know get involved, get active. And uh, I've heard you say make donations before. Absolutely, uh, certainly. Donating, donating your time mm-hmm. is is really important. Uh, you know, talking about the October upcoming election, I don't think we're going to make it there. There is a, there is a I've lot. Heard, there's yeah. a, you know what I'm 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 hearing some rumblings. Although I also heard that he was going to apologize and he failed miserably on that front. You know what? Actually, if he calls a snap election, no one will be more disappointed than I am right now because I've been waiting for Justin Trudeau to be get kicked out of office for four years. All right, well, three and a half years. But, 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 but I, mean, the- I mean, look, the, 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 the new uh, attorney general uh, came out with Justin Trudeau arm in arm, big smile on his face like a f- grinning simpleton and uh, and basically said, yeah, there's nothing here. Uh, I don't think we need to pursue any more of this. Oh. Uh, you know, and, and um, it's just, it's completely... There, there's no justice there. I mean, no, they're, they're foxes guarding the henhouse. Oh my buddy. god, like, it's but, ridiculous. But, but but you know what though? If we don't make it, if they do call a snap election in May, like I'm hearing rumblings that they might, I'm going to be disappointed. You know why? Because I really do think that he's got to stick around for the full shot and ride this thing right into the dirt. I have mental imagery of Justin Trudeau riding that atomic bomb <laughs> right to the election, <laughs> right like that movie, swinging right? swinging his beret over yeah, his head. Yeah, eh? right. <laughs> you know, like, could could he make it any worse? He's proving every day folks that he can I, I like honestly I've never seen so many poor judgments there's a political book. cartoon for you that that really needs to happen it does Justin Trudeau riding a bomb down dressed in in cowboy boots and frilly little sh- short shorts yes. with a friggin beret swinging over his head you know? <laughs> heading towards the 2019 yeah, election yeah, yeah. well if he doesn't make it there and he does call it early I mean what what are your predictions because you know what if they're calling an early election that means they must know that more is going to come out it's going to get worse and worse and worse I, uh, I don't know how much the Bernier issue is going to affect conservative votes. Um, And I don't know how prepared the liberals are because they're insidious and they've got outside help. They've got help help coming from outside the country. Um, And, you know, if they've got, if they've got, you know, 300 people assigned so that all you know, all the uh, ridings are covered, and and they've focused in on the math of each riding, and they've taken steps to make sure that they've got enough new votes in those ridings, and they've got enough you know collusion going on to make sure that they can get the votes they need. You know, I think even then they'll have a hard time winning the next election. But I could see a conservative minority. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, I'd like to see a conservative majority. But I, I, if I had to make a guess right now, I'd say a conservative minority. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next worst thing would be a uh, liberal minority. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Don't, but but it's still it would be a minority, which st- would be something. The, the stuff nightmares are made of for yeah, me. Yeah, but it, but it, you know, and the problem is, is the NDP will back the liberals on their gun control legislation, yes. so we'd be in trouble anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is why it's 
that much more important yeah. that you not vote for Bernie this time no, around. No, no, absolutely. I, and, you know, and again, I preface that comment by saying that I really love Max. However, uh, don't think that your vote can't make a difference, folks. And if you think that you're not going to be splitting the vote, you absolutely will you be. Absolutely you will absolutely will be. Will and be. people who say, well, you know, uh, just look at a, you know, people said uh, Trump would never get it and all this kind of stuff. Trump wasn't dealing with a split vote. No. So, you know, we are looking at a split vote. Uh, and Max doesn't care. And the fact that Max's win or his his fortunes are more important to him than the good of the country. And I think Justin Trudeau is the worst threat this country has faced since since friggin Ever. World War Two, since Ever. World War Two, uh, then. Um, you know, then he's not my guy mm. because I'm a patriot first, and I, you know, um, I, I, I think that this guy running things now is the worst thing that's ever happened to us. So let's get him out, and and then we can hold people's feet to the fire, and and we could talk about Max Bernier, and we can look at maybe making his fortunes rise, and you know, who knows? Like I like Andrew Shear, and I I liked him as Speaker of the House when he was there under Harper, and all these people who are arguing he's weak and all this. Like guys, he's he's in a, a you know he's in opposition right now. Mm-hmm. He's not going to go and and blow the whole game by making hardcore right wing libertarian comments to keep the hardcore right wing of the conservative party uh, alive. The reality is. Election wins are not going to come from harder and harder right. They're going to come from more to the middle. Yes. Andrew Scheer has to campaign as a middle-of-the-road conservative. He's still a conservative, and he was one of Harper's best guys. I'd so like to get that guy. You know what? I'd like to get that guy out shooting. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I really, like Michelle Rumpel's on my list. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a few people in mind. Yeah. Uh, if anybody knows uh, either one of those two people personally, feel free to let them know that they have an open invitation to join the Canadian Gum Vault and crew out for a day of shooting. Uh, the photography and the bullets are on me. Yeah, I, there I, you would, go. I would love to get there you guys you out and show you what we do here at the Canadian Gum Vault and how we entertain the public on an ongoing basis and get people out shooting every day. Uh, ultimately, you know, we're doing our best to put the... Uh, most positive foot forward possible for the firearm community in an intelligent way. And I think we're doing a good job based on what I'm hearing from, in terms of feedback. But uh, ultimately, Brian, thank you so much for being here on the show. Thanks I, for I, you me, know, That's about all the time we have, folks. Thank you again. All right, I'm going to stick my hand out. I know you guys can't see this, but I always love working with Brian. <laughs> thank you so much again for showing up. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed it, folks. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight and stay safe.